Hello everyone, this is Daniel Johnson. I've got my good friend Ray here. He actually got me into the business. I'm trying to start a podcast here. This is my first one. So it's going to be about a little bit of everything, business, um, hobbies, whatnot. We're going to talk about a little bit about body shop running right now. This is Ray West with uh, Classy Auto. He's out of uh, Dallas, Texas. And I've uh, known him since the fall of summer of 99 yeah. i think is when we got into it and uh, we've created a friendship over it and he came here in 03 and he stayed and the last two years i moved up here and i have helped him run his body shop for two years until last year and uh, saw some things that he could work on and he allowed me to let him or let me get in there and actually help him rework his body shop so i guess if you want to kind of take over and maybe yeah. just so I'll start with this. Yeah, Danny and I are good friends. I have been for a long time. Uh, got I got into the business, and Danny shortly got in thereafter. Within wow, probably less than a year, um, and then we've been friends ever since. I was Danny and I had talked before 2016. He was living in Austin. I was here in Dallas, and I had said, "Hey, man, it's going to hail here this year." And then by luck of the draw, we did get hail. Uh, he had told me about riding a car from an iPad, and yeah. You told me how great it was, and blah, 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 and whatever. Dan, uh, you got to one of my body shops there in Arlington, and uh, I wrote up a car, and Dan basically <laughs> told me that it was, it was, it was nice, but uh, we could do a lot better. We could do a lot better. Yeah, and uh, I laughed and gladly said, well, go ahead, hot shot, and uh, so Danny pretty much proceeded to piss everybody off in that body shop. <laughs> a little bit. Right, no, Growing like, pains, they, yeah, so they like, start to learn. You will learn with this, uh, when you do learn how to ride a car up properly, um, like I've been working with these people for years, and Dan came in, and uh, I, I believe I rode the car for around 3500 and Danny came in, and it was over five grand, 52, 53, 5500 whatever. So it was a big difference on the way. I rode what I would consider a, a pretty good car. Yeah. Um, I did not, at that time, have an idea of uh, how big a dent was. Because, you know, if you fix five million baseball-sized dents, well, it's just an oversight. Well, and you're always rushing through it. You're not yep. getting the light out. You're not really justifying the true actual size. There's a good word. You're not justifying the <clears> And then if you're not circling them, and when you get to that one to five and not looking for that six, mm -hmm. it's just easier to keep track in my eyes. Yes. I wasn't working any particular program. I thought I were a pretty decent car, comparatively speaking, to most guys that I had to either chase tail with or I had guys working for me here in the Metroplex. I rode a pretty good car. Uh, I preferred to ride them when I had guys working for me, yeah. um, and they preferred that I did ride them, and I did too, because there was my shop, and I wanted to well, make that's the fun. biggest fault in this industry. Most people don't know how to properly ride a car, sure. or they're afraid to take control of the situation and let the adjuster control it instead of justifying everything to a point of why and where yeah. and location and yeah. size. Well, and so that's where you came in. So Danny comes in. Uh, at this aspect, says, hey, that was cute, and that was neat, you wrote a good, good estimate, but there's a lot left on the table there. So um, at that point, it took a lot of, so mind you, I am in my, geez, 17th year or something like this at this point, Close 17th, to 18th year uh, of doing this. So I had to put my own pride to the side and say, well, maybe after 18 years, somebody does know how to ride a car up better than I do. That took a lot on my end. Um, and Danny and I started this by saying we're good friends. So that took a lot of my end to just put my pride away and, my, and, and be humble and say, okay, dude. And I was a smart aleck about it, but at the same time, I said, all right, fine, write it up. So Danny writes, writes it up uh, with his iPad, which I thought was a great uh, item for my kids to watch movies on. Never considered it a business item. 
So he wrote up the first car, and like I said, it was a couple thousand dollars off. Uh, infuriated a couple people there at the shop, um, but and that's fine. That's going to happen. And Danny said, "Hey, let me take responsibility for this. Let me deal with the adjuster when they get here. This doesn't have anything to do. It's got to be with me and the adjuster. I'll take care of uh, them on my side." Which you did. You came out, and what you did, and what he taught me to do, was just justify every single panel on the car. I'm not here to rip you off, Mr. Adjuster, but you're certainly not here and going to rip me off either. We're going to go about this as two men or a man and a woman. Well, it doesn't outside. matter what I want, and it doesn't matter what you want right. to pay. It's what the car what's, shows in damage. Yeah. And it's how the best way you can read that matrix, because it's just a guidelines. Yeah. But, it, I mean, there's so many variables to go off of by diameter, size, double, triple, quadruple, how five oversize. How deep is how it? How many location. oversizes is it? Uh, is a baseball size dent the same as uh, just bigger than a golf ball? Yeah. Well, no. As you want, well, no, it shouldn't be. As yeah. to a lot of dent guys, is it? Yeah. It's just an oversized dent. Well, no. A baseball, well, five, six, ten oversized? I don't know. And keeping the, keeping the situation calm. Like, the last thing you want to do is piss that guy sure. off. You piss that guy off, he does control that checkbook. Or he's going to delay the process by X amount of days, new adjuster, this, that. you know. And that's one thing, like, with the standard matrix. I know a lot of people try to use that super high fluffed up matrix but boy you just start an argument right yeah. then and there you want one to what well, i don't know what it states but one to five times 175 bucks yeah this is standard for the area whether you're in massachusetts or california or texas just one that they agree with that area because it's it's like going to it's like going to mexico and speaking english to them it doesn't work you got to speak spanish you got to talk a language they understand i'll make my money up through properly riding the car the right way i don't need to fluff it up with some matrix no. and piss somebody off no you can make, uh, well, as you showed me, you can make every single penny yeah. on that car through their chart. And, and become the, friends with and it. And the, key, yeah, and the key is, is like you showed me, you have to become, uh, in our industry, in the paintless debt repair side, you have to be better at your job than they are at theirs. These guys are going to go on today and they're going to write up total losses. And they're going to write up deer hits and my wife hit the garage hits and this, that, and the other. You're a professional paintless debt repair company. We work on hail all day long. You need to be the, uh, Danny showed me this, to be the Michael Jordan of your chart or the LeBron James or whoever uh, who, whoever you can think of. Use it against time. them. Yeah. You have to say, hey, I am going to be the best person in the world at using this chart so that when that adjuster has a rebuttal, no, you know, yeah, let's, let's go back to your chart. Let's see what your chart says. Uh, so anyway, uh, the beating around the bush a little bit. It took one car for me to put my pride aside and be humble and let Danny write that car, do it right at right, have an adjuster come out. Uh, after you came out, smiled, shook your hand, everything was good. Dress right? Yes. Directly. Don't be in your camouflage cutoffs yes. acting for $10,000 in a hail car. Yes. You, you can, okay, so uh, I, I will tell you right now, doing this podcast, Dean and I are dealing with the adjuster this morning. I'm sitting here in a polo shirt. I'm clean shaved. I have uh, nice polo shorts. When I say nice, like $80 shorts. I'm not saying everybody's got to go buy $80 shorts yep. or $100 shirts, but you need to be presentable. Yeah. The car we wrote this morning was right around $7,500. I'm not going to ask for $7,500. You're not going to ask for $7,500 to an adjuster with a Marlboro behind your ear. And On a car they wrote for Ford. No. Right. So you, you have to look the part. That's another big one. Um, I would also say that after you wrote that car, got it approved, we were in Best Buy that night. Yeah. That, that night, 9 o'clock at night. 8.45 <laughs> we walked in. I said, I am. I immediately apologize. I said, I know y'all close at 9. I'm so sorry. I'm going to buy this iPad cash. I still need you to connect it to my, I think I was a Sprint then, whatever, AT&T. Yeah. I need y'all to connect this to my account. That's how much it changed me. Now, that being said, 
changed me immediately because then I, Danny showed me the little things. Hey, if you're at five dents, find the sixth one. If you're, you know, are you a quarter? Is that really a quarter? Is that a nickel? Put the light back. Measure the size of the dent. Yeah. All these things, matter, which is in turn now maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in two years. Yeah. Just, and I was still going to make a lot of money, excuse me, regardless, but with this system in place being able to make, I, I would say um, in 2016, and then I, uh, you know this, but as a Christian as well, I would say but with God's blessing, I probably doubled my income. Yeah. After learning this program. Well, that was a big thing holding you back at first because you, you were trying to be the Christian person. You didn't want to rip anybody don't off. Want, yeah, don't want to screw anybody. You didn't want to screw anybody. I sat around bending over. So yeah. I'm a moral, ethical human being. Yeah. Well, what you taught me was, hey, great, you can be moral and ethical, but let's just let's go back to what you were saying a minute ago. This is about this chart. This yeah. is about this isn't about what you think, what I think, what this adjuster thinks. What does this damage yeah. really pay? And you say, hey, Ray, this is your 17th, 18th year. How many golf balls do we fix? I don't know, Danny. We started doing this 18, 20 years ago. Well, we fall into it. You know, it's a four-hour car. Yeah, that's good enough. Yeah, no, we, yeah, no, we do. Hey, it's four hours. It's gonna pay you, you know, two grand. Just, just be done with it. Well, that's great. But what if that same four-hour car can pay you four grand? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Two grand's okay. It's good enough. Well, no, no it's not. There, now there's no more. It's good enough. And there's no more about me being immoral. Uh, I don't have to worry about crossing any lines. I can measure the dent, top Just and bottom. Mind. And what we're talking about here when we talk about measuring a dent is that uh, if you're a dent guy with any amount of uh, years on you, you, you probably truly still don't know what a quarter size dent is. And I, I will say that with the utmost confidence because I- Ray's a hell of a tech. I mean, he could ride a good car. He's, he's probably one of the best guys in the industry that I know. He's not on social media, so nobody really knows of him, but Ray is a phenomenal technician and it's- to open his eyes up to the world of truly riding the car the right way, but he would over, always overlook it somewhat because of his speed, and he's still making great money. But always, to, always because of my speed, yeah. and where I make it up. Yeah. But but to to make more because it's I don't care how fast you are, you're 18 years in this industry. You should double what you were doing 18 years ago. So when I was uh, what I was just getting at is that I truly did not know because when you have fixed. I have no idea. A million dents, a million. I, I really couldn't tell you. Danny and I both started out as lot guys. Uh, then we chased hail. We've done wholesale deals, retail deals, um, uh, like we just airports, said, rentals. Air, yeah, airport. We a trillion dents. You know, not uh, it's too much to even get into. But uh, uh, we both down down. And so a quarter size dent, y'all, is most likely if you're a four, even a three, four, five year guy, what you think of as a dime, if you were to take your light or even your reflector board and move it back and take a marker, and this is going to be a heck of a lot better when we can get this on video to show people, yeah. and to mark what Danny and I do to justify damage to these adjusters is we take a marker, a uh, Posca pen, a paint pen, and we'll mark out the, the top of that dent and the bottom of that dent. And what we're talking about here, Dan, you more jump in, jump in, is that it's the length of the dent. Yeah. So just because someone says that's an oversized dent, it doesn't have to look like a straight softball in the side of the yeah. car. An it's oversized dent can be a very, very shallow, one little tiny... Most people's dent. quarters are oversized. Most people's quarters are probably double oversized. Yeah. I, I would... Yeah. Uh, and, I, and, and I may take a, a, a regular quarter and write it up for oversized if it's in a nasty area because I know I'm going to spend more time sure, on it. Sure, it's the location. If you fix 800,000 whatever Hyundai Santa Fe's and the dent is on the roof rail right next to the windshield at the very bottom and you've done a million dents like that and you've worked whatever two or three different wholesale whatever Hyundai store gigs and 
New Mexico. Yeah. You know that dent. And yes, it may be the size of a nickel, a quarter, a dime. And the adjuster says, well, that's not oversized. And you say, well, how many of these have you glued pulled, bud? That's oversized just because of the area that it's in. And it can get tricky because <clears throat> you're going to be a 1% of the people that actually push for this. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and it's the way you deal with the attitude of the adjuster and praising him when he comes in the door of, man, I, I couldn't have got it as close as you did right into somebody's driveway yeah. dirty at one o'clock in the afternoon yeah. on a pearl white, you know, boost the guy's morale up, become his buddy. You get more with honey than you do yeah. with vinegar. You probably heard this your whole life yeah. from your parents, from a teacher, from somebody. To, uh, I, I'll just reiterate right there, kind of stop. Uh, since you've taught me the system, I have you know, went on to teach a couple other people, and my, one of my big, big deals is I cut the adjuster off before he ever gets to the car. I see the guy coming in. I don't want him to get to that car and go, what in the heck are what we're looking at? Why is this oversized and this, that, and that? No, 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 no. I'm cutting him or her off before they ever get the car. And I'm going to cut him off with a big smile. I'm going to be clean shaved. Or you can have a neatly trimmed beard, whatever, goatee, however you roll. I'm saying don't come. Just respectable looking. Don't look like he came out of yeah. a deer camp. Yeah, you're, you're, exactly. Uh, you're not hunting. You're, 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 you're working. I'm going to cut them off. I'm going to be well-dressed. I'm going to smile at them. I'm going to treat them like a human being. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever. How you doing? Where are you from? Are you a cat guy or gal? Kill them with kindness. Are you a local guy or gal? Yeah. Where are you from? I've got kids. You want to find a common ground with them. You know, maybe the guy's got a, a, a whatever, a pocket knife. If you're a hunter, Dan, you can say, hey, man, what do you do? You find a common ground to talk about. A common ground. you got kids. Yeah. Great. i got three of them, man. i got two-year-old, seven-year-old, ten-year-old. Your kids are grown. Man, what's that like? I'm waiting on that day. You're going to find some type of... Uh, common ground most times sports i'm not a sports guy but you know trying to build that relationship with them because whether you're on the road chasing which is what i do a lot of mm -hmm. or if you're a local guy mm -hmm. it's not the last time you see that dude he's gonna be back in yeah. and there's so many asshole dent guys out there that want to scream and bitch and cut them off and yeah. you're an idiot and it's fraudulent what you did and i agree with all that but you're not going to get what you want on the He's car. holding, or she's holding the checkbook. Yeah. Well, everybody yeah. needs to realize is that you can be an a-hole, and Dan and I have both been a-holes. It happens. I'm this because we've been down this road before, right? Yeah. Uh, I kick people out of shop. Send your boss. I mean, I told a guy, uh, send your boss's boss's daddy out here. So pissed off, you know. Danny's told a guy right in front of me, I think you're fibbing. You're lying to me, yeah. pal. My buddy Darren from USA yeah, exactly. didn't hey, thank you for my fibbing. service. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but... We're telling that we're saying this out of experience. Is that yeah. the guy who's holding the checkbook or the girl's holding the checkbook? Don't be an a hole to him. But yeah. that's last resort too. That's yeah. you know you've done everything to try to get sure. him to work with you and try to do it the right way. And yeah. if he's just got that brick wall up, then obviously it's time to cut your ties and get a new well, adjuster. And there's a give and take in every relationship, just like yeah. your marriage, yeah. uh, just like in any relationship, <clears throat> a business partner. There's going to be a give and take. Yeah. Well, there's a give and take. Look, if I ride a car for sixty five hundred dollars. And the guy is coming back at 61, 62, 6. My cutoff point is generally $500. Yeah. 500, and I'm quick enough to do it, whatever, even if I'm paying someone else to do it. At $500, I generally don't have too big of an issue. 400, 300, I'm fine. A couple hundred here and there. Hey, man, my system's going to count double panel where yours did, and this, that, and the other. Once you're, for me, my threshold, and this could be different with you, but my threshold is right at $500. Yeah. And then I'm going to say, hey, Mr. Adjuster, Miss Adjuster. I've got issue here, you know. I put seven thousand dollars in this car, and you want to come back at sixty-two hundred. We got an eight hundred dollar difference. So, I'm, and and I'm, even at this point, I'm still not an a hole. I just want to sit down with them and say, "Hey, no. show me where I'm missing eight hundred. Show me where actually I'm not, but the car. Show me where this car is not justifying this eight hundred. If I thought the car is justifying this eight hundred, and you don't, 
I want to address the panels to which is uh, to, to which you're saying that it doesn't, and yeah. come and come to an agreement before you <laughs> leave the shop. Another big thing is a. Uh, coming to an agreement with these turkeys before they leave. Well, they're there before they leave, yeah. They might smile after you get out to that car and bend yeah. you right over. And that happens to everybody every once in a while. Oh, yeah, man, absolutely. It looks great. I'm going to email it to you. Yeah. And you write a car for seven grand, you get it back and it's, you know, 4800 But really, you're kind of feeling that out to that conversation, too. I mean, if, <clears throat> if you sit there and go over this whole car with him, and I'll spend two hours, and some people might go, I ain't spending two hours with an adjuster. If you spend two hours with that adjuster and break everything down and how you write it up differently than Bob down the road, I'm not Bob down the road. I've got a little bit nicer car. I run a little bit classier program. These are my prices. We don't have DRPs. Well, you just flat out won't is. do it. It'll get no. to a point where you say, hey, look, yeah. a, a guy like you or a guy like me, and I don't think I'm being pompous or arrogant saying this, we just won't work on it. I can pay my water, but you and I can go golf and screw. Oh, we yeah. can, and I'm not saying, and it's taken us 20 years to get here, but we don't have to do that car. We're, we're yeah. not in a situation where, oh no, I can't pay my mortgage or my water bill if I don't do this car. And it's getting your body shop behind you too. Yes, like you've People got it. That was on. my toughest thing. Changing that body shop was getting that body. It took me a whole season to get Chris and was there five in-house advisors at that body That's shop for. To get them to understand that you have hired us, which that's Ray's regular account, but they've hired Ray to handle this part of the business because they don't know how to. Sure. I am here to be your middleman and guide you through all this and to do all that takes time and money that is invisible money that I don't make. Well, and what it does is also it can, um, you can step on a lot of toes here because what happens when, uh, and, and, you, and a lot of you guys out there probably haven't seen this, you make more money than most body shop managers. Yeah. If you're a dent guy worth half his weight in salt, um, and, I, and, I'm not, and hey guys, I'm not talking to you one, two year, three year, four year guys. I'm talking to you uh, five, six, seven to 15, 20 year guys. I've seen 20 year guys that have no have idea to, how to write a car. But I'm saying that not knowing how to write it, it's a fine line there. You should still be making more money than most body shop managers. And I'm not saying that in a demeaning way. I'm, yeah. I'm in an honest, in the middle of a hailstorm, even if you don't know how to ride a car, so you make at least 20 grand a month, right? Should be. Yeah, should be. A lot, a lot of, of hotel expenses on the road. I mean, that's sure. that's doing okay, but it's seasonable work too. Yeah. I mean, that's what people don't understand or not how to wrap their head around is the adjusters think that, you know, you shouldn't be able to make 20 grand a month because... What you about know, 20 that's, grand a week? <laughs> yeah and we've all been there well not all but some yeah. you know and it's and it's i think sometimes tougher when you're on the road because you haven't been friends with this body shop like chris's yeah chris at least had me to lean into you yeah know, hey, man you screw this up <clears throat> yeah i don't know what the hell your buddy's doing here yeah. pal but i at least he had me to he trusted me and I said, hey, I you trust, want me to fail, I trust though. Danny. And my eyes are big, too. I'm like, the <laughs> cute little movie watching iPad better not screw us both. It's a big yeah. account. But, you know, it, 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 and you're right. And it's going to irritate some people. Yeah. Uh, but as long as you can be, oh, I'm going to reiterate this 10 times, ready to go. In other words, you are sharp-dressed and you're ready to address this vehicle and they can, they're going to have enough crap to deal with during a hailstorm. Broken windshields, undrivable cars, painted rear customers. That the PDR hail side needs to be dealt with. That adjuster needs to be dealing with you. Why do you want seven grand? Why do you want two grand? Why do you want ten grand? Or whatever. Why do you and want that's one thing too. You won't get with some of these bigger, bigger shops. Well, bigger PDR companies. You know, I'm not going to name any names, but sure. you know, when I go work for one of those bigger companies, I can fix a lot of the stuff. But I'm going to let it go to the paint booth because the percentages are. Yeah. Why? Why would you? So even if you are a, a, a body shop guy listening to this, you know that's. 
they're hiring from, and I'm not ripping on any technicians, but they, they may be the best technician in the world, but they have zero connections and they're forced to work for one of these bigger companies and they won't step out. They'll stick me or you. Okay, so you and I are, are both mathematicians on this, right? So stick one, stick me on a car. I can look at, um, I know my hourly rate in my head, what I should be making when I'm working. Stick me on a vehicle I know I can fix the roof on and then tell me, hey, um, you know, I'm looking at this roof going, okay, three grand at 50%. I need, you know, uh, roughly 1500 bucks, right? And I'm thinking, can I do it? Absolutely. Will I do it? What are you paying? Yeah, I'm down to that percentage. Yeah. And I'm a good enough technician to fix it, but will I? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, if it's borderline, no, probably not. Probably. And that's, it's... Well, it's becoming worse now with the John Nigga lawsuit. Now guys are forcing sure. people into it more because they don't want to cut that roof yeah. off, which is even more important to make sure you put the right numbers on those cars. But then things too is when you're writing those cars up and <clears throat> knowing those numbers to where, hey, this is a laser welded roof. It costs more sure. or it's a pearl white right. or it's, you know, there's you got to pull the third glass to get the, out of the out of the quarter panel to be able to blend panels. Know your car. Know, know your cars. Your vehicle. Know on your Honda Accords. You know anything from whatever twenty twelve back. They're all double double panel roofs. All of your SUVs on your Hondas with a sunroof or double panel. You know, you and I know how to add money onto cars that people just flat. That they, uh, for me in the past it was I'm trying to write up so many cars. You want to write, 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 write. Yep. Get guys to work on them. I'm going to work on them. I got five guys over here. Yep. Six guys over there. Instead of you showed me this, and it used to it drove me nuts. The first year it drove me nuts. I would be working, and Danny would be taking an hour and a half to ride a car, and I would be like, uh, "Got crap to go, do." We got there's there's only sixteen or eighteen of these. And I'm a go go guy. Ray and I are just yeah. sign it, send it kind of people. But yeah. when it comes down to my foundation, I'm getting the foundation it's, it's built. Yeah. And now I don't care if I've got fifty two cars to write or one car to write. Yeah. They all generally take the same. And thing. the one lesson you learned was. That one crappy car that came in, and I took my oh, time to ride it. So another and big lesson. <laughs> you, you never just throw a number on a car and say, screw it. It's going to total out anyway. It comes back. It'll, and it'll come back to root. Not always, but yeah, when so it you does. take your time. And right to, I, I wrote up one a few months ago, and this was a 2000. Now, y'all are going to trip when I tell you this. It's a 2002 Toyota Tacoma, and it was stroked. And have, I don't know, 70,000 miles on, but it's an O2 and paint's falling off this truck. And I'm like, come on. And I was sitting there and I was busy working on another. And I thought, no, just in case. And I'll be dang. I wrote that car up and got every paint. They replaced the hood because it was yeah. like 275 or a hood or whatever. But, uh, but back in the day, the old Ray probably was just throwing a number on it. I would have put you know, 2,500. Well, I just pulled something yeah. out of my rear. I wouldn't even circled it. And sure enough, I mean, the very next day that truck dropped, and I was like, no. And I went and I talked to the guy down at the Arlington store, Moses, and he's like, yeah, you got to repaint it. You just got to replace the roof or the hood. And I was like, you're kidding me, right? And he's no. Yeah. I said, that's an O2. And he's like, dude, it holds his value. He's got 70,000 miles. And I'm like, it's an O2 yeah. paint coming off the bedsides. And he's like, you wrote it. They fixed it. it. Yeah. And I fixed it. In 2010, I worked on an O2 since. Whatever, and doing your numbers like the car we have at my house right now we're working on you know i made sure to do my to do my math on on nada cost you know what do we really have to work with this yeah. because that's gonna really put your knowledge up there more to where you can adjust this and 
when you're communicating with the adjuster, it's letting you understand a little bit more of your gray areas where you might be able to put this or, or not put this car. You know, and that's one thing too with the computer because there's still guys that run into these paper estimate. It, right. it blows my mind. But which, which is what I was doing, and I thought that was okay. Now I wouldn't, yeah. no, I wouldn't completely uh, Marlboro light white trashy and put it on the adjuster's yeah. copy. I made my own. But still, when when you uh, another point there is when you're asking for six, seven, eight, ten, twelve thousand dollars on a full PDR job, yeah. and you give them something very similar to what they give you, you know, whether they're using Mitchell or ADP way more or professional CCC or whatever. When you're and uh, we're not here to promote anybody's product. There's a couple of them out there. Um, on the painless dent repair side, they're pretty good. Uh, Any of them to get a start makes you look start, more professional. You just have, and this is this is not a lot of money. And this is a, for you young guys who just started a business, or if you're working, even if you were an employee dent guy for somebody, you still need one, and you can still use it as a write-off. This is an absolute write-off. Even for you guys that have a full-time PDR deal at a whatever GMC store, you're still going to do stuff on the side. You're going to do hail work. Uh, well, and the, one of the best things I love about it is, is you can kind of, when you get better at reading people's personalities, I mean, it's one thing is, is, you know, these adjusters, when you physically put the numbers on paper, added them up and handed it to them, that is a personal estimate oh, for you. Oh, it's your handwriting. It's got your handwriting. Yeah. But when you take a computer program, ah. which has glitches and yeah. updates, and I'm no different computer. than them now. It's just a computer. Yeah. I'm no different than you, Mr. Yeah, adjuster. Why did your, your freaking roof print out of 1500 yeah. What's the adjuster going to tell you? I don't know. That's what CCC says. Yep. Well, no, my 100%. Yeah. Well, why? I don't know. So but bad. now it's amazing how it flips the role where they're not yeah. mad at you now because now you're no different than them. You're just a guy that well, puts numbers in the car. Did you ride it? Did one of your guys ride it? Yeah. Did the, did the, they don't know. Yeah. They, for lack of a better term, they have no idea. Did yeah. one of the guys in the shop write this and you're just the guy who fixes it? But it is easier too to adjust the ticket. you know. And I know there's probably a lot of people that are on a on a iPad nowadays doing it, but there's still a lot of guys that refuse to go do Which it. Nuts. And it's nuts because it's just the amount of time that you you waste rewriting estimates to make it match better or adjusting numbers or to really tweak it to make it fit a total loss or really cram it down their throat, whatever you're trying to do. You know, it's hail damage nowadays. You know, it's funny because we have one matrix and that matrix is good from California to Massachusetts. And it's been the same stupid one. Well, it's actually gone down, you know, since 95 or whenever they came out with the first one, it's gone down, but there's different labor rates. So every state has a different labor rate to adjust the economy in that area, but yet we have to use the same stupid matrix, which nowadays hail has gotten bigger, cars have gotten thinner, and it's such a retarded version that we have to use with this one matrix. And that's why the beauty of trying to fully understand the system you're using and the matrix and then merge it to dealing with the adjuster to convince him, become a salesman, sell it to him. But once you, there you go, once you understand that matrix, once you are, to me, I want to think uh, when I'm dealing with an adjuster, there's not jack squat that you know more than me about on that matrix. Yeah. And there's not. I haven't met one yet because I do have three children. I do have a home to pay for. This is my livelihood. Like you tell it's me a career. Time, it's not a hobby. Yeah, it's not a hobby. This isn't me and you going to have a, a Budweiser and see so you can hit the golf ball the longest on yeah. the second hole. This is a, yeah. hey man, my, my, my livelihood. Uh, I never took this even uh, as a career until probably golly 10 years ago it was just something where i'm like man i make good money i'm a good dent guy i can make some good loot being yeah. good. then the things like being clean cut dressing nicely yeah. all you know 
having an iPad, had proper business cards, having people sign waivers, you know, blah, blah, being a businessman. Uh, I've spent a lot, a lot of time trying to become the very best dent guy in the world. That's cute and that's neat, but guess what? It hasn't got me well, as far as I want to be on the business side. Like I told you too, when I first came in, you can, you can sit here and push 20 hours a day and be the fastest dent guy in the world, sure. but I'll, 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 I'll have more income than you at the end of the year using my pencil. Yeah. Uh, my my pen will make me way more money than than what your muscles. And how were. many? And so the I, I I'd love to for anybody young listening to this to just understand this man. You everybody gets old. I am uh, forty one. I'm six feet. I'm one hundred eighty pounds. I run about eight percent body fat. I'm in the gym five days a week. I work out. That's all awesome. The fact is, how many hail jobs do I have left in me? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And you young guys need to know this too. Dan's the same way with your back. I mean, how many hail jobs do oh, we yeah. have? But we can pass along this. This knowledge. business is brutal on your bodies between shoulders yes. and ro- rotating rotator cuffs sure. and backs, back, knees. I guess you after a while. Yeah. It's a young man's job. Yeah, it is. But even if you're writing cars up for your guys in the shop, you know, it's you're going to make a bigger percentage off of it. And you know, there's a point where you can get too greedy and push the issue. But it's you know, the biggest thing I guess we're trying to get across is just. It's just really understand where you can put them without causing a major yeah. argument. You know, know your product. Know your product, know your cars, and really just don't be scared to take control of the situation without being an a-hole and just try to get the most money you can But by justifying it. Don't be scared to put five oversize on one dent. If yeah. it's that big, it's yeah. that big. So let's, just, let, let's, walk, let's walk through this. And, and the glue pulling on oversize. Yeah, wa- exactly. So let's walk through that right quick. Uh, a dent that I would maybe put a, a double oversize on. Now, a, a double oversize before the Danny ran me through the program would be this dent maybe the size of a baseball. Okay, so something now that either one of us would put seven, eight oversize, I don't know, yeah. six, five, depending on the and depth. And glue pull if it's on a rail. And then there you go. People say, well, uh, how in the world can you charge whatever, X, $575.25? Say, okay, well, first off, it's you got to categorize the dent, right? So let's just run somebody through this real quick, Danny. They've got one big dent on a roof rail. Yeah. Let's just say the car doesn't have hail damage. It's just got one big dent on the roof rail. Now you can tie this into hail damage as well, but they're going to say, where do you come up with your number? So either one of us are going to start out with, you've got to have a, a category to start in, right? So and there is no baseball in that category. There, yeah. When, when you go to Mr. Adjuster and you say, well, we're, you only have one dent, right? Well, what are you going to call this? A nickel? No. Is it a dime? No. Is it a quarter? No. Is it a half dollar? No. Is it a watermelon, baseball, cantaloupe, softball, uh, a right buttock cheek? What are you going to call this? Dinner? And they're going to try to tell you that oversized doesn't go into the category. Right. And but so, it goes into the category in my book. Right. So what we're going to say is that your chart has to, has to, this is your chart, Mr. Adjuster, not mine. This is yeah. your chart. Now I happen to use the same one you do. But we got to categorize it. So we're going to go one to five, and I'm just going through this on one of these systems Andy and I are talking about. Half dollar, right? Great. That gives us $125. But that's for a dent that's a half dollar. Now, yeah. if I've got what equivalates to, let's say, six half dollars in there, Danny, right? Yeah. And we're, we're talking about working the system. We're not charging 50 60 $100 for oversized. We're going to go with the standard 40 Unfortunately, that sucks, but we're going to go with 40 bucks. Okay? That's what it is. So where you go with six oversize, and then you put the double panel on that. Now that comes up to, okay, so you have one big baseball size dent. We're going to start all over here. One big baseball, that is a one, two, five, half dollar, because it's not a quarter, it's not a nickel, it's not a dime, it's mm-hmm. not even a half dollar, but your 
depth chart, Mr. and Mrs. Adjuster does not have one to five baseball on them. Yep. Okay. So we categorize the half dog. There's 125. Six oversized. And Danny and I can go, we went 10, 12, 20. I had 20. Uh-huh. I had a watermelon size dent. And I told yeah. him I'm going to roof. I said, well, I can fix it for 20 oversized. Well, what's 20 times 40? That's 800 bucks plus your one to five, uh, you know, whatever category I was on the roof of yeah. one to five half dollars. <clears throat> it's a thousand dollar dent, basically. I'm not doing it for 40. Yeah. I'm not. Exactly. <laughs> and I'll t- I want to just tell a quick story about that, too. So, one to five half dogs, we got our category, and now we got how many oversized? Well, we're looking at six. Okay, great. So six times four, 40, 240 plus the 150, uh, 125, great. Now we put double panel on all of that money, and that brings us up to $456.25. That one dent. For one dent. Yeah. Now, would you do that? Would you do that in a shop for 50 or 60%? Someone like you and I would look at it and go, yeah, I mean, a baseball-sized dent to glue pool is going to take me or you less than 20 minutes. And some guys, like if you're using, you know, Mobile Tech RX, Ray's, Ray's been using Sullivan's, and I use Mobile Tech RX and Sullivan's, um, you know, there's the Paul Corden system on there, which you can use, you know, and that kind of measures it differently, which I don't mind sometimes, but there's times where I look at that and I go, the adjuster doesn't know what the Paul Gordon measuring system is sure. but he knows what an oversize is you, yep. so if i can put five or six oversize on something and break it out and put show, the circles in there put the lights why. on it you're showing him you're just you're explaining the whole thing like i've even brought the light over and i've given him the marker and i've told him to show me exactly where the outer edge of the Measure shadow the changes the mm-hmm. parameter of this dead not the deep dark center yeah, they not, see not the, black. the parameter of the outside of the yeah, roll the and have shadow. him measure that uh-huh. And then tell me how many he thinks are in there. And yep. nine times out of ten, if I wrote it for six, he'd probably tell me, telling me ten. And now you're selling them at six. And now you just got five hundred bucks for a dent that most people would have done for one hundred and twenty bucks. Right. So I, I had this a couple uh, months ago uh, at a Honda shop. Guy walks in. I'm working on a car, and he and, and I'm getting off the ladder. And I hear the guy behind me, the uh, estimator, say, "Hey, Ray, here's the adjuster, Mister Whatever, Joe." And before I can get down off the ladder to shake the guy's hand, the guy says, I just want to know where the hell I missed six oversize on this vehicle. <laughs> and so right here, I'm off on a bad foot, right? Like, I didn't get to cut the guy off, nothing. Like, I Already angry. Ca- I'm caught blindfolded here. I'm like, whoa, okay, cool. So I get off the ladder, and instead of going into A-hole mode, I smile at the guy real big. And I stick my hand out, hi, how you doing? I'm Ray West, right? The guy doesn't give me his name, nothing. Shakes my hand, half a smile. I say, okay, cool. I see how this is going to go, but I'm still going to give him honey. I'm still, I'm not going to kick him in the balls and say, hey, were you freaking blind? You want to get my ladder so you can get a little better view? No. I walk over. I take one big dent and with the circle that's already on there, and it's already measured out. I put my arm around the guy. Okay? I don't, I don't recommend this for everybody, but I did. I put my arm right around the guy's shoulders, about my size, and I said, if you brought this vehicle to my home with the headliner yanked out of it and just brought me this one dent, Okay, now it's dense the size of a baseball. Do you think I would do it for $40? No. And what did he say? No. I said, great. Okay, cool. So we established I'm not doing that dent for an quote-unquote oversized dent price, right? Okay. Do you think I would do that dent for, let's go, 140, one to five quarter and one oversized? Do you think I would do that dent for 140 bucks? This is cash. In my home, you've jerked the headliner out of the car and brought it to my property. And he put his head down and I said, no, I probably want to get my piss on and actually live my property. No. I said, now, would you? I said, now, do you think I would do this debt for? And then we got to talk about where did I miss the oversize? Now we see the six Mm -hmm. oversize. Now would I do this debt for $240? Hey, at least we're, we're talking now. 
Would I want to? No, I mean, I still wanted more than that, but I thought, you yeah. know what? Hey, this is an older car. Once again, knowing your vehicle, you have to know your crap. You got to adjust your numbers sometimes. But the guy immediately put down all of his reservation and put, you know, he, he, his defenses. He laid them down when I put my arm around and said, hey, do you think I'd do this for 40 bucks? No. Do you think I'd do it for 140? No. Okay. Well, now, you, now are you seeing where we missed some oversize here? Yeah. But I still, I wanted to get off that ladder, kick the dude in the groin, lift him up on my shoulders and show him the roof and say, you're the blind one, jack wagon. No, I'm going to I'm gonna keep getting See that kind of though, they eventually will, they will eventually turn around and they'll, they'll come see that difference. Well, and what did that guy, what happened to that guy before he got there? Did he deal with a, an a-hole PDR company? Did he deal with, uh, did his wife just rip him a new one on the drive over? Who knows? I don't know. You don't know. Well, a lot of and these that's, guys. And that shouldn't carry on into the <laughs> Yeah, and it well, should <clears throat> I've been on the road and couldn't finish a hail job. My wife's eating at me and I've been, whatever. Yeah. I'm in Oregon and she's saying, when are you coming home? And I'm saying, I, that, never. I'm killing right. it. You know, and. And that's where we're the, we're the mediator in the middle of all this. You've got the adjuster's personalities. You have the advisor's personalities. You have the shop owner or manager personalities. Sure. They've got DRPs because that's one thing you have to understand. Not DRPs. You can piss them off a little bit more. But DRPs, whether you're chasing hell or sitting at home, when you're not there, they still got to deal with those people. And if you piss them off, they're going to get really defensive yeah. against their DRPs. So they you got to do the deer hits and then yeah. my wife back in the garage yeah. hits. And so you got to make sure that you're keeping that friendship relationship and it's balancing all that. And to me, I also don't get paid for washing cars and recircling cars and readjusting cars and doing all this stuff that should have been done in the field. I get it. That's how they make money. Is it right? No, not going to cry about it. But I'm going to make sure that I properly adjust my vehicle so that I make it up in the shop. I was going to say, when you properly ride up a car now, do you care that you spend an hour and a half no, circling it? because I'm going to make it, it up on my numbers. It drove me nuts yeah. those first couple of times watching you. I'm like, Danny, we're splitting this job, and yeah. you're over here screwing yeah. around on that car that I had written in 20 minutes. And I would have given you about yeah. a $2,000 short estimate. Yeah. It would have been worth 20 minutes. Now, would I gladly pay or get paid two grand? And there's a lot of guys that don't like the circle cars. They can't stand it. And... To me, it allows me to write a story on that car. So what if you're not at that body shop? What if that adjuster does show sure. up? I'll write notes. Yeah. Everything's marked out. Sure. It's all there. It's And plus, it allows me, like I was saying earlier, that if we're at 1 to 5, I'm looking for 6. Am I, if I'm at 6 to 15, I'm looking for 16. Mm -hmm. It's it's allowing you to get to that next category and understand where the true value of that sure. car is really at. And then you deal with adjusters and say, oh, oh you got a, a panel, let's say, with the, you, put, you got whatever. Four bazillion. I only see, I only see two quarters. Hey, hey, settle down, buddy. Okay. I, I put four. You see two. It's yeah. still one to five quarter on your chart and yeah. on mine. Once again, going back to knowing yeah. your chart, knowing their matrix, your matrix, knowing, knowing your business. And sometimes too, it's you know what I like to do is when we start with the car. Now you can't always do it when it's slammed. You got a ton of cars, but if you can take them, take them to the side of the car that's maybe a, a little bit less hit and you can kind of let them get a little bit on you because it's a give and take relationship. Yeah. But then once you walk over the heavy side of the car, you let them have some over there, but now you're making it up on the heavy side. Yeah. It's, I gave you a couple hundred bucks over there. So, you know, and vice versa, you can do it on the heavy side and go to the light side, sure. but try to plan out how you work with the car. And like I said, if you got a hundred cars, it's a little bit tougher, but right. I'm pretty good at knowing what's in my back lot, whether I got 80 cars yeah, back honestly, there. Yeah. Every way. car's you got a story. Yeah, yeah, I remember that purple Accord. I wrote it up last Tuesday yeah. night at 10 o'clock, yeah. but I still remember it. Yeah. Yep. 
And there's always things, you know, we're just figuring out how to defuse the situation. You know, they're pissed because you wrote it for nine and they wrote it for three. And, you know, it's it's just bringing them in. Hey, you know, I, I wrote it late last night, bud. And that's just, just to calm well, down. It's that, but then it's just also saying, hey, look, dude, just like your computer system, I'm just, yeah. don't be mad at me, man. I'm giving you what my matrix, yeah. what your, your matrix. Let's get a little bit clearer yeah. there. You've agreed to this program. Your, your matrix, my, I'm just giving you what I'm yeah. Yeah, I put $4,200 on a roof you can probably replace for $2,500. Great. But you'd be shocked how many roofs cost $4,500 to replace. Right. (laughs) Always write the $4,500 on. Yeah, you know what? Because we've done them. How many counties? How many? There's roofs out there that cost. Yeah, big time, especially the laser welding and things like that. There's so many. So many vehicles out there that cost so much more money than what you and sure. you don't know when things are massive, massive hail season. There, there's storms how everywhere. Many, how, are they on back, back order? order. How, about, how about these new Fords that are aluminum? Yeah, I tell you what, and that's a whole nother one. The ones one. that uh, are just a plain roof, no sunroof, no nothing. They don't cost squat. They're about the price of a regular roof. You know, yeah. twenty five hundred, twenty seven hundred. But the ones with the sunroof. Yep. You know what you can write those for. And I mean, five, I, six thousand plus. I write those fours to the roof. Yes. And it's it's knowing your area too, like digging in and finding out what your shops are charging. Because yeah. most of the shops in Dallas that I deal with that aren't scarred, scared, scarred, that aren't scared to write a ticket, they're at 116 bucks an hour for aluminum body, sure. body rates, I think, right. where they're, what, 46 for steel? Yep. But you're only going to allow me one markup, 25%. You're fifty percent, yeah, because you're competing with the paint booth in my eyes. Yeah. So fire it up, warm it up. Yeah. You get get the paint out. And there's no one your matrix there too, right? Uh, So, Mister Adjuster, is this a Ford? You can play the adjuster here, Mister Adjuster. Is this a Ford roof aluminum? Yes. Okay. Is it? Would you agree with me that this is an extended roof? Yes. Okay, great. Uh, You would agree with me that this has got a panoramic roof, right? Yep. Now I went ahead and dropped this headliner before you got here. If you could look up all along the sides and the front and back, is this double paneled? Yeah. Okay. So now I'm one, one, two, three. Okay. So I've got extra long panel. I've got uh, glue pull. You know, twenty five percent for the double panel, whatever you Mm want to call it. So there's two. It's knowing your vehicles. One, two, it's aluminum. There's three 25% markups. Well, we only pay for one. Well, that's great. Chachi over there needs some work. Yeah. Chop it off. Bondo it up, cut we it can't off. Chop it off a $6,000 roof. Well, hey, look, I'm not asking for the moon and the stars here. All I'm asking for is is, is it aluminum? Yes. Is it an extra long panel? Yeah, it's a truck. Okay, great. So we got 50% markup right there. It's aluminum and it's an extra long panel. Now, since I've dropped this headliner, you want to look up in here? Is that bowed up? I mean, is that double panel? I, I'm not, once again, it's also putting the ball back in their court. And, you know, you taught me this as well. It's not my chart. It's not my matrix. <laughs> Y'all, the insurance standard has agreed that this is so what we're going to go with. And I'm going off here. Well, we can only pay for one markup. Okay, cool. Well, that guy's really good at cutting off roofs. I can definitely, let's get on to the side panels. <laughs> and the majority of the time, they're going to fold. And if they don't, the couple times a year you deal with a real turd. Big deal. Okay. We send his boss out or whatever. Or maybe they just say, oh, 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 we'll cut it off. Oh, great. I'll build the PVR for that amount. Yeah. doesn't matter. But with that being said, it is not illegal to call the customer up and ask them if they would like to have PVR right. over conventional. Right. Hey, they wrote your car for conventional yeah. work. We can still PVR Mr. Yeah. Jones and get it back here in two days. And don't sit there and talk to the adjuster and tell them all that. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's not, it's not it's his, none of their business. All the way back to the very beginning of this, he's there to what justify the damage. Just on the justify car, what's just like there. You are. 
yeah. just like just like you are. You're there as a uh, PBR guy to ju- you're just find the damage. Yeah. It's not about how much you make. What if you're the worst dent guy in the world, you know, and it takes you two weeks to get through that car. What if you're the best guy? It takes you two hours. And them Fords too. Here pretty soon, the norm's going to be twenty five percent because. I'm one of the rare ones out there in Ray is it actually puts those kind of numbers on these cars and we get them all the time. All day long. All Same day long we get it. Bedside. Is that next you're never, you're never gonna get that. Yeah, right. Never gonna get that. <laughs> I hear that from every dent guy I run into on You'll the road. You'll never get that. You'll There's never no get way. that. I, I I can promise you you can put over fifteen hundred dollars on a Ford bedside. Yeah. No, what well I don't care. Put a kid. Put no. one on it. But a lot of it is is really just talking to them the right way. You know, I, I hear some guys out there t- telling people they should just, you know, Degrade them and cut them down and cuss them out. And Always you mother effer yeah. and you know that, that to degrade the guy with the checkbook. You're never going to get smart. that. It's no. you got to figure out how to win him over. And I mean, every adjuster that comes in that shop, 99% of them come in with an attitude because they've dealt with how many other dent guys, and we all know in our industry, there's plenty of them out there that have just degraded themselves to a point yeah. to where we have to, to recover, they're try, they're, or they're, they're, they're trying, trying to steal. To say, hey, you know, I, size no. and it's a dime or and a true dime. they're screamed at and they're coming in the door already with their boxing gloves on ready to yeah. get into a fight and yeah. if you're there with open arms ready to hug them and figure it out yeah. and educate them by the end of the deal he's going to want to go to top golf with and you explaining it why explain on, why it. on that bedside okay mr Judge. but give a reason don't it's, say because i'm a 20-year tech and yeah, that's what not, i want it's not because I, I know you're crap better than you yeah. it is which should be true uh, in any business right yeah if you're in business you're in business it's is this a six foot bedside? Yes. Is that an extra long panel? There's as much metal on that panel as there is on our civic roof. You betcha. Or, or even a guy like you, six foot three, you can put your arms out. And I've done this for an adjuster. Put my, my, I'm six foot, Dan six three. Put my left hand at the front of that bedside, lay my body straight up next to it, and put my right hand as far as I can go and say, would you agree with me that this is an extra long panel? We don't pay that. Oh, of course they do. So now we're at aluminum. We're at an extra long panel, right? So there's two markups guaranteed. Now we get into our category. Then we get into our anything in front of that wheel well is double paneled, right? Especially on the Fords too. It's a it's glue pull, you know, sure. aluminum, aluminum rates on it's knowing how to write oversize. Did you, hey, did you make sure you all, if they won't give you that, great. Let's R and I the bed cap rail, just order a new one. We're gonna need one after we rip it off. It's knowing your vehicles, yeah. but we get it all day long. How many fifteen hundred R bedsides have you done on Forge? Oh, dent guy's a dent guy, though, right? No, you know. But winning the winning the advisors over on the inside is you know once once all those advisors at that body shop realized that they they thought they were going to have to go out and justify this estimate at Ray's shop that I helped change over, and once they realized that no, that's what we're we here for. Do, we, we don't uh, want, want them back there at all. We want them to no. say, hey, here's Bob Jones, here's yeah. Susie Johnson. It's not their job. They don't know how to do it. No. That's why they it's, call us in. We're the it's no different than the adjuster they send out. He doesn't know what he's doing sure. either. You have to be the professional to understand how you're writing that and card up and explain them. it to him. And show, show them. them. And if something's a real, uh, you know, a lot of times on the Honda roofs or whatever, and you're asking for X amount of dollars plus the double panel, yeah. take the five minutes, drop the stinking bot, you know, back half the headliner. Yeah. Look, hey, look in here, man. It's all double pane. Yeah. Pull a tail light on a truck bed that's bowed up back there. Hey, look, it's bowed up. And a lot of this too, if you're, you know, I do a lot of big dealership stuff too, and it, it can translate over into that too. You got to be a little trickier with that or softer, I should say, because you can't sit there and gouge every single car sure. that comes through the bay. But having your system out and winning them over and trying to explain things to them, you can adjust the value of a, a car lot with 
you know, 500, 1,000 cars by a lot of money just by breaking it down the right way and not being scared to and, step and out there and say something. Too. I know the last few storms I've, I've ran with uh, uh, when it's hailed on dealerships is I find out that this young lady likes to drink Red Bull every morning. Yeah. Tubby over here loves his donuts. John Boy loves his Coke and whatever. Yeah. And the next day, have him. Have her a Red Bull and him a donut and him a Coke. Yeah. They're people just like you and me. They're, they're and pretty soon, they look forward to Friday. They yes. look forward to that supplement. They're like, man, I can't wait to go over and see Dan and Ray. They've got a little mini fridge over there. they got my Mountain Dew sitting yes. in there. they got a desk cleaned off for me. Love on them. They end up sitting over there and just BSing about the sure. last baseball game or the last coyote hunt they went on, and you just call numbers out to them yeah. because they don't care anymore. And then if you see them again, which as you well know on the road or even here locally, you see people again. Yeah. I don't know how many people I saw this year in Arlington from 2016. Yeah. Two years ago. There, it's a small world. And it's a, and it's nothing better than you <clears throat> see that guy who's from wherever. I had a guy from New Orleans, had another guy from up east somewhere. And they walk in and say, oh my God, you're still working here? And it's fun. You get to laugh and bust balls and hey, man, how old are your kids now? And whatever, have a little fun with them. They're not, they don't care. No. They don't care that you just put $3,100 on that roof. They're no. laughing saying, you know I can't give you that. And I'm saying, well, I know you got the checkbook. You can give me something. Give me well, and it's no different than when you're the lot guy at the car dealership. You know, you're making friends with that parts guy. You're sure. making friends with that porter because you know what? He may go to that other dealership and he's going to talk about you. Yes. You know, it's... Well, it's just business. You can't sit there and chew on everybody to the top of the matrix. You've got to be able to understand how to win these guys over. And you're not going to win them all over. You won't. You're still going to deal with a few buttholes. And I think you and I had this conversation. I told you a couple, maybe even last month, that uh, we deal with... If you approach this in the, in the right perspective, you generally don't deal with too many a-holes. No. Every once in a while, and we both have this have you deal with one. But I think for me, personally, in my walk, uh, if I'm dealing with a real butt... You know, someone's just a real jerk. It's probably because I'm throwing off some jerk. I've probably, you know, maybe my wife was at me that morning. Maybe my kids drove me nuts. I don't know. God only knows what yeah. happened that morning or that. Yeah. But I found in general, you know, I would just take this this advice with a grain of salt, everybody. That hey, if you if you find yourself dealing with more than one or two buttholes yeah. within a month or so, look in the mirror and say, what am I throwing off here? What am I? Because you can't be a know it all about your chart. You can't be a know it all about your business. You have to. Give and take, like you said. And sometimes, too, you might have to eat it on one or two cars. And, and just move on with it. And just, just move on with sucks. it. And it's below my $500 threshold, yeah. which I really don't like to hit. But you yeah. know what? Is it worth it to, for this car to sit here three more days over $200? And once in a while, yeah, you got to make the stand and say it is worth it. Especially if you're a local guy, because, I mean, you're going to win that dude over on the third or fourth car. Yeah, by the time he gets out for the third one, and you're still smiling, and he's like, God, doggies, you're here yeah. again. Like, yeah, I'm always going to be yeah. here. I'm always here. It's gonna be but here you're always guys. the friendly guy to talk to, because mm-hmm. yeah. we all know there's enough buttheads in every industry. Yeah. And then you get to a, you know, a friendly banter with like, wow, you guys still don't pay for oversized. Cool. Yeah. I guess we're still painting cars, huh? Yeah. Well, and there's different ways on that, that too, you know, because, I mean, that's how many times we fought that one, you know, oh, we don't pay for glue pull on doors anymore. Okay, but you do pay to R&I the door panel, the glass, the regulator, the mirror off the car, right? Well, yeah, we do, but that costs more than a glue pull. Well, I don't, you know, I don't want you to break any rules. You know, I don't, we're not paying for any glue pull. We'll just go ahead and do the $300 to R&I this whole door. I'm I'm okay with that. I don't want anybody to break any rules. And you know what? The next time they come in. I bet you get your glue pull. Yeah, they give you the whatever eighteen dollars and seventy five cents on the seventy five. You're not asking no. for the moon and stars. It's just way. We can't just... do that. Okay, cool. Get the glass, like you said, window, yeah. window regulator, trim, the handle. Get it all out. Yeah, get the driver's side mirror off. While you're and out. take pictures every once in a while and show them. I mean, I'm mobile tech or actually you got that X-ray or whatever. I mean, you can 
open it up or if you're in a body shop you can you can take them over to a door maybe there's a roof in there and show them you know like the old hondas with the double panel you know i charge 25 percent for for double panel sure. on that thing on the whole roof and that's, there's nothing so uh just a quick hit i know we're all over the place right here but like another quick hit for you younger guys is that on an suv like a new whatever a new crv or an hrv with a sunroof they still have those double pane windows yeah well can you charge for or double i'm sorry double pane roof can you can you still charge for a double panel roof Okay, yeah, and it's an SUV. So you get two markups there. Once again, knowing your vehicle, that you, you don't not just charge it for one, you charge it for both. It, it, if you've worked on any double panel roof, you know they're, they're not the funnest thing. And one thing too, you know, we're, we're talking about one panel at a time here, but when you've got the whole car written up like that and you give and take, you've letting them take a little bit off of that, off of that chunk, you're still sitting with a, nice, with a nice estimate and you still let him walk away with so much. Yeah. And you're still sitting on a nice estimate. Yeah. And over time, they'll take less because you're educating them. Right. And I would say before you came along, and I'm Mr. Oh, okay, oh, yeah, you know. And, and they were talking about earlier, I'm Christian, so I don't want to, baby, I mean, I got to steal Jesus or gouge or I don't want to, I don't want to do anything immoral, unethical. And so if if I'm putting, hey, that there's six quarters, and I believe that there's six quarters, and you, and you cut me down to six you know, dimes or nickels, it butt hurts me, but I just, I don't, I never fought for it. Whereas now yeah. I know the size of that dent and I say, actually that's not six quarters. Yeah. You know, that's five quarters and two oversize, you know, uh, knowing your product, knowing, knowing them. Yeah. One other thing too is, you know, when these, when these adjusters come out, you need to realize that these guys don't have the knowledge you have. And if you don't have it, fake it. But you really need to understand that these guys are just, you know, they've told, they've been told in their weekly meetings, you know, hey, you know, cut money, don't pay so much, don't pay double oversize, don't, don't pay this, don't pay that. But in reality, they're willing to pay for one dime on a rail, top of a door, glue pole, $93.75. Now, how many dimes fit an oversize? It probably depends on the technician. B. You know, you're gonna get five or six dimes, ten dimes, depending on that that dent, and you're gonna pay me more than forty dollars. So forty dollars for an oversize, where ninety three seventy five is what you'll pay for one dime on that same rail. That's a little ridiculous to me. I find in a lot of cases when you break it down to an adjuster like that, one dime on a rail with glue pull, 93.75, but you're only willing to pay me $40 for this one dent, this one oversized dent. They kind of look at you and they turn your head like a dog when they don't understand the sound that's coming at them all sideways. It's, it doesn't make sense. And at that point you've kind of got their attention and they start to realize how big of a joke the matrix really is. And they start to understand that you're teaching them a valuable lesson here. And you need to run with ideas like that because that's what's going to gain confidence in that adjuster understanding what you're trying to do. And you're not trying to gouge. You're not trying to do anything. You're just trying to really get them to understand this. This is why this car costs this much kind of money. Well, I think we're going to make a wrap on this. I think we've kind of shined the light on a, on a lot of different subjects here on, on trying to teach people how to maybe take control of the situation and and really just be educated on your answers and, and dealing with the adjuster on this because really it's it's going to come down to showing them how educated you are 
on why you're writing something up or why you're putting so much money on something and, and breaking it down to a point to where, you know, this matrix is, is just a, it's a guideline. It's not set in stone and really just winning these guys over as, as friends. And I mean, a lot of these guys, they're no different than, than you or I on the road or whatnot, trying to just make a buck or, you know, they get tired of getting in fights all day long fighting over hail cars. So trying to figure out how to, you know, really just be these guys' friends. You know, you want them excited, man. We're going to go to the shop this weekend. we got a supplement, man. I'm going to see Dan and Ray. You know, they were great to me last time. I didn't get cussed at or told them a pile of crap. And, you know, earning that with these guys is going to be huge. I'm getting money down the road. It's, it's just a hail car. But you got to try and figure out how to get your way to the higher end of estimates of what somebody else is doing. So I hope y'all got something out of this and I hope that it really helps some people out. I probably bored the living crap out of a lot of people, but I think this is a huge subject that a lot of people just don't know how to handle. So I hope I can do some good with this podcast. I hope that I come up with some great subjects and if there's anybody out there that wants to hear something, hit me up, let me know. And hopefully I can just kind of shine a huge, huge old spotlight on some subjects that maybe through a podcast I can kind of help the industry out. So y'all take care. Thanks. Bye.